flippers and cookie dippers it's Lee here and I'm just going to tell you about today's guest today's guest on the Antisocial Comedians Club is stand-up comedian and top bloke Joe Dees all the way from Ohio or maybe Indiana we have a conversation about this uh, on the show and he uh, tells us all about comedy and things that have happened in his life absolute top bloke and this is a top episode so enjoy are you in quarantine at the minute then, Joe? We're not. They're actually going to stop. Today's the last day. So we're the whole country's on their own after starting tomorrow. Oh. So. Well, see, I'm being cooped up in the house all the time then. Yeah. So we're just, we're just rolling the dice to see what happens. Wow. Yeah, we were going to do that at the start, and then everyone called our glorious leader a fucking lunatic, so we didn't, never did that. Well, yours got sick. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he wanted to do herd immunity, which is basically, look, we know everyone's dying, we know everyone's ill, but should we just see what happens? And then he got <laughs> ill. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We're just going to skyrocket then starting tomorrow. <laughs> We've got more than the rest of the world combined, don't we? I don't look at it anymore. No, I, I think I read you've got, like, you've got a, a double what we've got deaths-wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're a very small island, so... It's probably not as bad as it sounds. Uh, the, the town from us, the, like the biggest city in our state, Indianapolis, it's like in the top five for deaths. Wow. Jeez. So they're like an hour away from us, so we try not to let them through. Yeah, it's best to stay away. So what's, what's life like over there at the minute? Is it all like, no, you, all the bars and shops are shut, I presume? The only thing that is shut are bars and restaurants. So that's what's really annoying. Yeah, so you, know, so you haven't been gigging for a while then? No, no, not, not since March 1st. What? March 1st? Shit. Yeah, I, I think I was f- end of February, I think. It's, it's, it's insane. My last gig was the night before my birthday, so the 22nd of March, and then we went into lockdown on the 23rd. Ah, so you, you like the last class, man. Congratulations. Yeah. But- you might be the last comedian who ever performed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't a great game. It was an open mic, actually, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my big farewell. <laughs> Your curtain call. Yeah, I basically, I basically, my last gig consisted of me irritating 20 people that didn't know comedy was happening. <laughs> 12, of them, 12 of them were other comedians. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of everybody's last gig, I think. Yeah. No matter who you are, that's how you, that's how you end up. <laughs> So uh, have you been, have you been doing any uh, writing or anything during this time? You've been using it like creatively because I've had writer's block the whole time, mate. To be honest, I'm not. Have you lie. really? Yeah, I, I've not I've, because I'm I'm staying away from the Tiger King and I'm staying away from quarantine and COVID nineteen jokes completely. So, so there's nothing to talk about then. Other no. than how irritating my kids are, no, <laughs> um, no, no. There's nothing else to talk about at the minute. And there's no sport, so I can't watch the hockey or anything. Yeah. I've, I've, basically, I've basically wore out NHL Game Centre and watched all the reruns of like last season. I've watched basically every game again. Uh, and, yeah, I'm, I'm getting bored now. Have you gone back into, like, watch games from, like, the 80s? And... Uh, I've probably watched them, to be honest, because I'm, I'm obsessed. So, like, 
<laughs> I stay up till like two, three in the morning just watching like game after game. So. That's that's I find that so hilariously fascinating uh, because that's like I, don't, I think that's like the fourth popular sport in America. Like nobody, it's not a big, it's not a big hockey following uh, no. outside of the hockey towns. The hockey towns are huge. Like Columbus, Columbus has yeah. the whole yeah, city is in love with that team. But yeah, um, amazing. But uh, I love cricket, and you guys can't stand cricket, and I think that that's hilarious. <laughs> like we're flopped countries. Oh, cricket, <laughs> cricket, so dull though. <laughs> 2020, come on. I know that a test is boring. Any sport you can do in dress trousers isn't a sport. So there's cricket, golf, Balls. snooker, pool, and darts. You can People wear jeans and trousers during them sports, and they're not real sports. Bowling? Yeah, bowling. Bowling, yeah. <laughs> does anybody bowl anymore? I don't think anybody even does that. I don't know. I, I have a rule of thumb. If you, can, if you can be a professional sportsman and be 20 stone... You're not going to be, it's not going to be a very good sport. I don't know how many stone that, what is that? What is a stone? Uh, 20 stone, it's 14 pounds to a stone, so 140, 280 pounds. That's pretty They work in kilos. I think they work in kilos. No, no, we're in pounds. We're in pounds. Yeah. That's money for you guys, right? Yeah, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm heavier than I am rich, so. (laughs) I I, I genuinely failed school at... (laughs) I, I failed school so hard that I told my uh, my um, careers advisor that I wanted to be a darts player because I thought really? that I wasn't worthy of anything else because I'm fat and I can I can throw an arrow or two. That's um, what you honestly told him. Yeah, I told him. I says, look, I'm, I know I'm not really that clever. End up being a plaster <laughs> in the end. Yeah. I, I said, look, I'm not that clever, but I've got this this mad crazy idea. I could become a pro darts player. I could be like the next big thing if I put my mind to it. And they were like, I think you're pretty, pretty nuts to be honest, to even <laughs> think of that. What 15 year old goes, you know what? I've absolutely failed school completely. My, my future's not bright <laughs> at all. I'm going to become a darts player. No one does that. It's not that normal. The, weird, it's not the normal. weird thing about this country though, until 10 years ago, uh, darts, snooker and a couple of other games were played on TV while people were drinking pints of lager and smoking yeah. cigarettes. So that's a good dream. Yeah. When I was five, uh, on career day, they asked us everything we wanted to be. And I said I wanted to be a garbage man because I thought it was so cool to like just ride on the back of a garbage truck and just like <laughs> go through people's trash. And my teacher actually had to have a meeting with my mom because she was worried that I wasn't being pushed hard enough. So that's a true story. I told my dad when I was a kid I wanted to be a fireman. He said I'd have to see loads of dead bodies. So that was that out of the window. Yes. <laughs> so I had, cheers, Dad. Dream crusher. I feel like you see loads of dead bodies as a garbage man too. I don't know. <laughs> you probably would. <laughs> At least parts of them. Yeah. You just see, you just see them getting cut in half in the back of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So um, how long have you been doing comedy, Joe? Me? Yeah. I think I'm going on a decade now. I think, no, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going on a decade now. Jeez. Wow. I think I'm making up to like uh, $150 a year, that's got to be. I think that's translate to. So I'm, I'm crushing it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moved out of the open mics. Now I'm doing, now I'm hosting my own shows. Oh, so awesome. I'm basically, I'm made, I think. That's awesome, man. No. So you, you live in Ohio there, don't you? No, I actually live in Indiana, which is right on the border of Ohio. So uh, you, can, you can pick which state you live in when you're on a border. 
Oh, cool. Can you pick Ohio for the purpose of my questions? (laughs) (laughs) So I I live in Lima, Ohio. It's a great city. (laughs) I was just going to ask if you've, uh, I mean, being a comedian for so long, have you like gigged at the the improv and the funny bone and stuff? Oh, funny bone. Yeah. I headlined, I headlined the funny bone once. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Uh, (laughs) What am I? (laughs) One of the strangest times I was in, I do this, I do this, God, I do this God awful hack joke. Where I ask people in the crowd, like, who's served? And, you know, I get an applause and I do, like, a thank you for your service. You know, the, you know those, you know those yeah. things. And uh, I had this group of, like, 20-year-olds. And they all just start, like, clapping like they served. And I'm like, excuse me? I was, like, taken aback because I see, like, this 60-year-old man, like, Vietnam grizzled vet right there. And I'm making eye contact with him when I'm asking the question because I'm just assuming it's going to be him. And then they, I asked them where they served, and I swear to God, they go, Applebee's, like this local restaurant down the street. So it ruined <laughs> the entire joke. <laughs> oh, so they thought you meant servers. Servers. <laughs> thought I meant servers. <laughs> Headlining the funny bone. That, that, oh, mate, the funny bone's awesome, though, because I've seen quite a few, obviously, on, especially with like, YouTube and social mm. media, you see a lot of the pros doing the funny bone and the improv and stuff like that. Yeah. So... Uh, I never did an improv. I never did the improv. You have to pay for classes. You know that scam. All right. Oh, I'm so not, I'm not, classes then do the gig. Yeah, I'm not talking. I'm not talking bad about the improv. Oh, in case I, I actually want to. I kind of <laughs> am. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I isolate the the BBC regularly on this program, <laughs> and I actually do bits for them. So. <laughs> It's amazing. It's, it's amazing when he goes on there. Absolutely Seriously? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's but so it's not, funny. It's not like BBC, BBC. So we have local... Re- we have oh, okay. Like local so it's like your local BBC? Yeah. Um, but for the whole county. And I go on okay. there and do some bits, but it's just an absolute shit show. <laughs> Why is that? Tell me. I'd love... I want to know. Because... Right. The problem is they, they book me and now and again, it's okay if it's just me and the presenter, but sometimes they'll book me with other people. Uh huh. So once Lewis, was a woman. Lewis, t- t- tell him the Helen story, please. Tell him the Helen story, please. Right, so, <laughs> so I went on, and basically they wanted us to talk about light-hearted news stories. <laughs> I can already story. see how this is going bad. <laughs> <laughs> so they said to me, like, you're going to be on with another guest who I was presuming who is normally uh, another comedian or like a band member of a decent band or something. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll come on, absolutely fine. Turned out to be a journalist from the Guardian which is one of the biggest newspapers yeah. in the country. And she was the most boring, inhumane human being I've ever met in my life. And she <laughs> me talk the whole way through. And then I went off on a massive rant on the podcast, like just saying that I thought she, she must have been a whale because I know she wasn't breathing out of her mouth and she must have... Jesus! Like, yeah, mate, I went off on one. I never thought I'd go back on the BBC again. Uh, and then I had a phone call the next day off them and I thought they were suing me. <laughs> <laughs> they're just really hard up for guests and they wanted me back on <laughs> wow is there a video of this or audio um i think there's audio it's somewhere on, actually it's it's on it's on uh on our podcast the rants on uh i think it's on the ted bundy episode yes <laughs> all ted bundy yeah. win-win yeah. right there <laughs> yeah I no basically the problem was i'd come out with some like stupid news stories that i found amusing because they didn't want anything political anything hard-hitting so i'd come up with like Bullshit stories. It was near Christmas and there was like pets that were starting house fires. Um, <laughs> there was a petition online to change the name of uh, fire ants to spicy boys. You know, just like... Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like juvenile shit that I could just have a bit of back and forth. <laughs> and, 
And this woman just absolutely destroyed the whole vibe because she did this article about there being uh, like a whole county in England that doesn't have a McDonald's. And they're trying to put a McDonald's in and this whole count is kicking off because they think that it's going to ruin the aesthetic. And she wrote the whole thought. I didn't realise until about five minutes in when she said that she'd wrote the article. And she just sucked all the air out of a room. And she was writing a novel about the Victorian <laughs> times. And they were asking her about how she researches it and like, you know, the inspiration for it and how she gets in the head zone of it. And it's all like proper legit writer stuff. You know what I mean? She's like, I'll wear old Victorian garments to get in the mindset. Then I'll wake up at two in the morning when I've had... God, God. Yeah, she's proper deep, like really researching the role. She, I spend hours and hours reading books on the Times, you know, so I get every little detail accurate. And then they're like, oh, that's amazing. And Lewis, how do you write your jokes? And I'm like, I don't know. I just like, someone says Willie and I find it funny and then I write a joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> I get up about one in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wake up around one, two o'clock. <laughs> I sit and scratch my balls on uh, watching telly until something sparks, and then I have a half-assed writing idea, <laughs> and then I forget it, and nothing ever comes of it. So, <laughs> how did you guys get into comedy? Um, well, how did you meet? I always wanted comedy. to do it, and then just kind of jumped on it. I just mm -hmm. threw myself in at the deep end, and then um, about three or four months after I started, I met Lee. Nice. Yeah, and then he hasn't yeah, followed me since. I, I, run a, I run a night. Well, I, loose, I'm saying that loosely, mate, because I did run a night, and then Lewis come on board, and I got lazy and started just sitting around drinking like, <laughs> like I'm some sort of kingpin. <laughs> yeah. So, the, first, so, the first time... Comedians are the same everywhere, then. Oh, 100%, mate. The first, <laughs> he said to me, like, he, Lee had two and a half hours space for a show, so I decided to give 15 acts 10 minutes. <laughs> You know, with a big MC and four breaks. And I'm like, this isn't going to work at all. And he went, oh, you, could you give me a hand? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, you've got to drop the numbers, though. So the we showcase. Went, it, mate, we went into this absolute shit show of a night. And Lee just said, can you just help me a little bit with the acts? I said, yeah. Lee spent the whole time lying on a chaise long sofa, getting absolutely <laughs> hammered, while I ran, ran rounds, not knowing any of the acts, trying to sort it all out. Well, he runs the territory now. That's what he gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just got a big fat crime boss sitting in the back. <laughs> so, uh, it's universal. It's universal. Really? Is he, what's it like over there? People exactly what you just described. <laughs> so, some people take it seriously and some people just half-arse it. <laughs> I'm a blagger. I've blagged from day one. What's so, that? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a blagger. I like I blag, blag my way into comedy, to be honest. Uh, no, a, fr a friend of mine died, which it, it doesn't sound like it's a thing that, that you should start comedy over. Right. But uh, they, they got cancer and died like really quick, like five weeks it took from like diagnosis to, to dying. And um, she always used to just say to me, oh, you're well funny, Lee. You should, you should be doing like comedy or something. You know, you're just drinking, drinking in pubs and things. And she yeah. always used to say, oh, you're so funny. You need to just go out and do it. And I never did it. And then she died, and like a day later, an advert came up on Facebook to sign up to raise money for cancer research. And you know, you you get eight weeks of lessons, and you, you get you get to go and do you know that, and um, and then you do a big showcase at the end, and it's going to be the biggest thing you'll ever do. And yeah. to be honest, I I did that. I did a ten minute set for my first set in front of two hundred and fifty people at this yeah. showcase at Leicester Leicester City Football Club, which is it was a quite a big room. Um, and it went really well, but but then people were there 
to see comedy and there's a lot of family and friends there and stuff. So you can't judge your first first uh, gig off of that and say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm the next big thing because it's your friends and family that are there. But I did that and then off of that, I, I got a, uh, there was someone in the crowd and they they booked me for another gig like uh, about three days later. Nice. I went and did that. And then after that, they were like, right, we've got another one next week. You want to do it? I was like, yeah. Started doing that and then it just escalated. So so I've done a few, cl- well, I've done a couple of, couple of clubs now. So um, it is what it is. It, it's, it's, it's slowly coming on. Um, yeah, it's, it's slowly, gradually building up really. Um, and then this has happened, and now I've got writer's block and can't think of anything that's even remotely funny. So you just got to embrace the Tiger King, man. Just, just you got it. <laughs> just do yeah. it and then get it out of your system. Yeah, I did that because I, I struggled for the first couple of weeks, and I just wrote about anything. And it comes back to you. It's just working the muscle. Yeah, I've rested that muscle, to be honest. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so have you have you gigged with anyone? Anyone big in the past? Like, you've been on the same bill as anyone or... Oh, God. No. No. You can't do any now. No name dropping. No name dropping. Yeah, I really... I've I've chosen not to do that. Yeah. Uh, Because I was just on a podcast yesterday and we were talking about it. Nobody gets... I think nobody gets more irritated from a booker standpoint, which you both can understand now. Yeah. Yeah. When that guy sends you his list of credits... And I've opened for, I've worked with. Yeah. And if you ever call that comedian's agent, they have no idea who the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. And then they always put in like logos. You guys have that? Like, do you put in like, you ever see those guys that put in the logos? Like, I don't know, BBC. They've been on Lewis. They've been on the BBC. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard on BBC. <laughs> yeah, you, I never wanted to be that guy. That's literally that the subject of the email I send every time to the booker. <laughs> I've heard on the BBC. <laughs> Cheers, bro. Nice one. Uh, okay, take my only credit away. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. I, think we're gonna, I, feel, no, like, I feel like we just need to release this little clip. This sound clip's amazing. <laughs> it was perfect. Wow. So, yeah, wow. sorry. No, I'm joking. I don't really. I, uh, no, I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're right. I was talking to a friend the other day about a booker, and he said to me that, I mean, he did a big room uh, opening for a comedian. It was like a 1,500-seater. Yeah. Um, and instead of saying that he opened for a certain comedian, he just puts comfortable in big rooms. Exactly. Uh, gig before. And then if they ask... It's there, but you're not forcing it down the throat. I think that's exactly the way you should do it. But there's really no, there's no real way to do anything. As long as you're getting stage time, you're doing it right, I think. Yeah, that's it. So, but yeah, I just never wanted to, to be that, that guy. Yeah. But I am, I, am doing my, I am doing my own show here in my hometown, which you never want to do. You really? never want to do a show in your hometown. But I rented out our embassy theater. So I'm going to film like my own little like, local special and then push that out to the clubs. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, so it was, it was scheduled for May 22nd, but then uh, everybody started dying, so we've <laughs> the date is now undetermined. Ah, selfish bastards. I know. Uh, <laughs> one, my one time. To be honest, I was, um, I've started, well, I was getting ready before lockdown to get prepped for my Edinburgh show for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I don't, we don't think bars and club, uh, clubs will be open till Christmas, I'm going to push it back another year, I think. Because you need, I, I want a year of running out <laughs> and stuff, or else I'm not going to be ready. 
it's the best way. Yeah. To be honest, I think I should use this lockdown time to just work a real tight Christmas 10. <laughs> <laughs> just a Christmas 10? What? Like, just, just Christmas jokes? Yeah. Christmas 10. 10. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's all I'm going to do. Just do jokes about how your girlfriend's a ho ho ho. Like, <laughs> oh, you're going to crush it. You're going to crush yeah. it. Yeah, but I'm fucked. If, if we do come out of quarantine in July and I start doing, <laughs> if I start doing Chris Kringle jokes in the middle of summer, <laughs> everyone having a nice summer. Yeah, you're having some good barbecues. Yeah, that Rudolph's a cunt. Uh, <laughs> Am I right? Oh. <laughs> Red nose reindeer. Someone's a drinker. <laughs> I built a stage in my garage. That's how bored I am. Yes, Lee said you did this. I'm really interested in this. I, I, I've built a stage in my garage. I'm performing to myself. And I'm working it out in real time. So each clip is getting slowly, progressively better. But So I'm trying to fill the time by uh, doing arcade-style sound effects. <laughs> And background music. So <laughs> that's how I'm spending my quarantine time. Let's go. At least you're not going mad, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's the definition of going mad. I'm like Jack Torrance in The Shining. So are you doing any of these like online um, gigs or anything like that? Well, I don't know. I've, I've been looking at those. What do you guys think of those? Um, it's not my bag. Yeah, I don't think so. I've spent so much time trying to perfect my timing and my audience interaction and stuff like that. I agree. Um, I personally agree. But a lot of people although, are doing it. Although, Lewis, John Pearson now has, has this thing where you actually have got an audience. Yeah, but it's delayed. But, no, no, it's not. No, it's, it's, it's all in real time. He's, he's got it all sorted. So you've got, a hundred, say, 100 people in there in, in the, the chat, in the and chat you room. perform, and, and they, you can hear the laughter. Oh. Now, are they yeah, bringers, all... though? Do you have to bring them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, yeah, that literally... Yeah, because you just go from a group... You just go from a gig to a group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, no, so, I, uh, I like the online stuff. Uh, the, the other thing to me is, as well, I don't like the idea of anyone having proof of anything I've said. Because <laughs> I've been... <laughs> I mean, I, it wouldn't be the first time I've been accidentally racist on stage. <laughs> yeah, there's a, to be honest, mate, that, I mean, if you were to go back through these episodes, there's a few bits that are a little bit shady like, in the episodes, isn't there? And it's like, ooh, ooh. It's like, I'll just put it, we'll put it out, we'll put it out. Like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> That's what you have to do as a comedian. You know, don't be afraid of that. Don't ever be afraid of that. No, yeah. dude, it's like I said to Lee, I've got like I've got like five black friends. So all I do is send the sound clips to them, get the all clear, and I'm good. Now, are they British black friends? <laughs> what, or are they American? They're not black real friends? black friends. Then <laughs> <laughs> these Mickey Mouse black friends you've got. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. Were there ever? Were there? There weren't British black slaves, were they? They were just serfs or whatever. I don't know. I don't know much about your history. Um, yeah, no, we had. Slaves. Honest, we don't. We, we know. We <laughs> no. know nothing about our history. Uh, we, we, all we, we know is we, we turned up at everybody's country, fucking took over <laughs> it, and said it was ours. That's yeah. all we did. Yeah, but we did that much bad shit. Like slavery is not on our top ten, so it doesn't come up. No. It doesn't even we, register we with your history. The thing is, the reason I know <laughs> we had slavery is because there's a place called the Slavery Museum in Liverpool. <laughs> No. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I, I, to be honest, I, I think, I think, like the slaves just passed through 
England, didn't they? Yeah. They just passed through. Yeah. I but, think but we, we knew about it. Like an agency, we recruited them. We had the nets, you had the chains. I'm fairly certain that's how it works. <laughs> that's fine. Man, you want, you want me to... <laughs> I'm I feel comfortable around you guys. I can say something racist. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on a minute. When you say that, you're not about to go into like a clan speech, are you? Or something? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I always, I look at, uh, and this, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm saying, I always say this in, in unrecorded rooms. Uh, I'm kind of happy about slavery. Because <laughs> look where, look where my answers ended up and look where their answers, ancestors ended up. I feel like in the long run, we got the better end of it. <laughs> wow. So that's just how I feel. Just yeah, they got to eat mud now. I, I feel the same. Living it up. <laughs> I feel the exact same way about the Holocaust. Um, <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, but different. Well, uh, I'm, I'm not Jewish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a white guy that isn't Jewish? I know, right? What and he's a comedian. A white comedian who yeah. isn't Jewish. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. I've only ever met one Jewish person. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's not many about around here. No. No, they're mainly in London. Yeah, really, and, and we're not near there, so. Mm. so yeah, they're all What's over the um, East Coast here. Oh, are they? The whole East Coast is just. Is it? Uh, Jews. It's just Jews everywhere. They landed and they just stopped. They didn't go any further. <laughs> it's lazy Jews. <laughs> <laughs> this is fine. Right here is fine. It's hard for me to feel like it's bad talking about Jewish people when I've only met one of them. <laughs> you can't judge. No. Joe, what, what um, comedians do you, are, you, are you into? Like, Who are your inspirations what, more than... Your inspiration sort of thing. Grow, growing up, uh, when I was, I was five years old, when uh, my brother bought Eddie Murphy... Delirious. I don't know if you guys know oh, that one. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see that he's on my, he's on my. Uh, we we have this question all the while. It's like, oh, Lee, you, who's your uh, favorite all time comedians? It's like uh-huh. Richard Pryor, Eddie yeah. Murphy, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield is my number one. Yeah. Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield is my number one. When I uh, I was able to perform at Dangerfield's in New York, and uh, I had to hold back the tears just being up on that stage. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that must have been amazing. Yeah. That was my mecca. That guy, man, those those one yeah. liners that he could just shoot out. He's got some brilliant yeah. jokes. He was amazing. But yeah, no, I was I, the I was the youngest of I was the youngest of five, and nobody ever paid me any attention because the closest person in age to me was four years older than me. So I memorized my brother's Eddie Murphy cassette tape. Oh. So I'm just sitting here talking about my dick and balls and fucking people in the ass at age five and everybody loved it. So <laughs> that was my first taste of comedy. Uh, I'd love to, do you know what? I really want to come and see you live now because if you started doing butt jokes at five, I'd love to hear what you're doing now. <laughs> what you've progressed onto. Uh, uh, necrophilia. Mostly necrophilia. <laughs> I hope you're ready for half an hour of prolapse jokes <laughs> <laughs> and a demonstration. Uh, <laughs> Where can you go when you start at the top? <laughs> so in, we, 
one thing I'm, I'm interested in, what's the the whole PC woke thing like over there? Oh, oh. That is it. That that is a great question. That's probably the most divisive thing that's happening right now. Yeah. No matter what you say. And people always complained like how it was it was like bad in the 80s and the 90s, but no matter what you say, no matter who you are here, you piss off somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody can even talk to anybody without like being afraid of making somebody mad. Yeah. But it, and as comedians here, we're fighting back the, the best we can. It only, I feel like it only forces you to be even more over the top. Yes, so. absolutely. And that's the thing here. No one wants to fight back over here because bookers are aware of it. So yeah. a lot of comedians will just stay safe, do the standard stuff, even though it will impinge on how high they can go in their career because they're the same as everybody else. Yeah. They're happy yeah. You, you should never do that. No. And that's what I say. But you do here, when, you like, when I do university gigs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you do run the risk of getting lynched by lesbians. But <laughs> you just got to die for your art. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, some of the things I had, a, I've had people call me sexist and everything on stage, but oh man, I had a, I had a, a old white lady at a club come up to me after and said that she didn't like me talking about racial stuff, and it was just like jokes about being black. I had an old white lady tell me she didn't feel comfortable about me talking about being what I am. Yeah, that's well, it's, it's like the whole because I. You do certain jokes. Like, I do jokes about fat shaming myself, and people say I shouldn't say it because it makes other people feel bad. I don't, uh, so why? What do you talk about, really? What do you talk about? What do you talk about? Exactly. Half of my set's fat jokes. <laughs> and you can and do food-related jokes. You can do the most ridiculous jokes. Like, you could do, like, a whole set on why solar panels are stupid. You're always going to offend <laughs> some solar panel salesmen. So fucking, do you, just take the hit. You're going to offend someone. Uh, so how do you guys handle it? Um, just plow right through yeah I do yeah. it depends I, do, yeah. I, I, I am smart there are some book as well like, I won't go in with like really bad stuff yeah um, but I always try and keep it true I don't want to do anything that's not me exactly there's, there's, there's certain clubs and certain, certain venues that you you know that you've got to be on your A game really mm-hmm. so uh, there's, there's certain things that you you kind of learn over time that you can't go there like like the stuff that we'd say on our on our night that me and Lewis run, the stuff we'd say. Well, anything. It's, it's no holes barred there, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Apart yeah. from racism, they don't, they don't do racism, uh, really. Other than that, it's no holes barred, really. Yeah. Whereas I, if you were to, it, whereas if you were to go to a club, you've got you've got to you've got to like sort of think. Well, I need to, I need I need to impress. Um, and and doing jokes about. My dead nan is not going to impress. That's the thing. I mean, there, there are times when temptation overcomes you a bit too much. Like I did, yeah. I did a decent gig once, and it was good. And I really wanted to get on the right side of the promoter. But I used to, I used, I used to do this joke about looking like a lesbian. Um, okay. And there was this one woman who was like, "That's offensive." And I'm like, why? She went, well, I'm a lesbian. I said, well, it's not offensive then, is it? Because you're far uglier than I am. And, <laughs> <laughs> and like the promoter went, would have loved it if you didn't do that. And I'm like, what kind of comedian would I have been if I didn't? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I heard you roast that, that guy that was like 40 years older than was, that was at university at 40. 
Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you roasted the shit out of him in front of everyone. And, and he took it. Fair, fair play to him. He took the whole lot. Yeah. But, mate, yeah, it, it, you've got to just know when's the right time. That was perfect, though. And then a load of students came in and they were like 20 years old. And he was like, right, well, that's the right age for a student. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically and what he's referring to was this guy called me fat on stage. Um, that was it, yeah. That is a bit yeah, of a yeah. joke, but we'd had someone drop out. So we, we had 10 minutes spare in the show. Uh-huh. So I just proceeded to do 10 minutes of crowd work involving why he was <laughs> pathetic and a leech on society. <laughs> <laughs> Work though, it was great. <laughs> I've done it driving, I'm not joking. You've masturbated while driving? I swear to God. Oh, you're my hero. <laughs> I remember, I remember. Yeah, this is a true story. I remember this vividly because it was like two days after 9-11. And I, got, I just bought a newspaper because it was 2001. And I'm trying to figure out who did this. And they're saying they think it's Osama bin Laden. And I didn't know how to pronounce his name yet. So I'm like, Osama bin Laden or whatever. And I'm oh, I, will, I just have to say, I do want you to carry on. But please bear in mind the whole way through this, I'm trying to guess what made you, made you <laughs> turned you on. <laughs> and the so stress, far, it was like, the stress. Either terrorist attacks or some of Bin Laden's doing it for him. <laughs> so, so, so you had a stress wank, Joe. Is that what it you're saying? Stress, you stress, it was a stress down the highway wank. So, no, yeah, go on. You were saying, so you were trying to work out. Oh, no, that's to- it. That's just it. And then I ejaculated and cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, you- man. <laughs> that's, that's the long and short of it. Yeah, so you were driving down the highway, just mm-hmm. going or some going to work, reading yeah, my just... newspaper, all the things you shouldn't <laughs> be doing. So going to work, reading your newspaper, going Asuma, Asama, Asuma, and then just As- Asuma, casually was, having I a stroke. Asuma. Asuma, I think mm-hmm. it, I, I think it's Asuma. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. that, not one word of that is a lie. Not one word of that. <laughs> Well, Over wow. here, we don't know. I, I presume you might have it. Uh, we have weird things when you're kids. I don't know if you did it, but we have like uh, masturbation games. So, like, we have what's called a danger wank and okay. uh, and racing the kettle. That's the other one. What are those? I don't even know that one. What the fuck's racing the kettle? <laughs> so, so, I mean, what do you call it when you're jerking off? Is that what you call it? Yeah, masturbate. Jacking it. Sure. Um, yeah. Crank, crank uh, it. I'll, 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 I'll use the Americanisms for the sake of it. So, a danger, okay. a danger, Jack, if you will, uh, would be when you're in your bedroom and you start um, jacking off. You shout your mum, and then see if you can finish. Oh the God! Bedroom. Uh, <laughs> and you've got to finish before she gets there. Well, yeah, the yeah, ideally. I, mean, <laughs> I thought that was the danger of it. No, and then when if you do, if you finish, then she's there. You just like tell her you need your socks cleaning. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry for ventilating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I really need my socks. <laughs> and racing the kettle um, over here because we have like instant coffee and tea and we just have electric kettles. Um, so you just flick a button and wait for it to boil and you've got to start and finish uh, before it boils. That, that, no, we've I've never, never heard done. of that. Mm. I've never heard of that. Yeah. So they're just like beat the clock games. Yeah, basically, literally. <laughs> <laughs> You're beating something. Uh, <laughs> um, I've never done that. No. Wow. 
So another thing I wanted to ask you, because we do have a fair few comedians listening, um, mostly British-based comedians. So how does it work over there? Because Lee was saying, um, we had another American guest on, he was saying he does like threes, three-minute slots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're, when you're first starting out in a club, though, yeah. that's just when you're first starting out in a club. See, because for us, mainly in, in London, you go from threes, fives to tens. Sometimes yep, that's exactly the same. You also do sevens over here, which is a bullshit thing. Seven, uh, that's, uh, we call that a guest set. That's usually the feature, bring somebody to drive them. Oh, okay, with you. So the yeah, club, yeah, so the club owner give him seven minutes as a, as a consolation for wasting his gas and not getting paid. Yeah, we do that for like if someone's opening a gig. We we can do like tens if we come with them or do like a yep. like you say driving. Um, but where we are, because we're more in the middle of the country, it's only really London you see a lot of fives mm-hmm. um, and Birmingham and the bigger cities. But I mean, we mostly do tens everywhere. That's you just start out with ten, huh? No, well, I I started doing a gong show for my first one, <laughs> which, which was a five. Um, I gather you know what a gong show is then. No, no. I thought it was it's a TV show. Oh, so a gong show is basically where you go and do stand-up comedy and you get voted off by the audience after two minutes, three minutes, or four minutes. Okay. Uh, I didn't know what it was and went in thinking it was an open mic to do five minutes. Oh, Jesus. For my first ever gig, so yeah. They're pretty savage. Over. That's awful. Yeah, it's terrible. They also do blackout gigs where three people in the audience have buttons and if two people or more, uh, press the button, the stage goes black. This is how they, this is the time they give you? Yeah. Um, Yeah, them them blackout gigs that they run in London, it's called the blackout. And literally, I know some guy that went there and he he said one word, like one line of his joke and they all blacked him out. Like literally all the lights, everything, turned the mic off, everything. Travelled all the way to London. He he was on stage for six seconds, start Mm. to finish, coming out, saying his line, and then and then walking off, literally Jesus, I the whole kill myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, they're savage, absolutely savage. I mean, the roast battling kind of stuff over here is quite big. Right. You do, you've done that, haven't you, Lewis? Yeah, I've done. Yeah, I do them down in London. They're quite yeah horrible. Um, At the Bill Murray, <laughs> I've been quite Bill- fortunate in that the people I do them against weren't as prepared or as horrible as I am. <laughs> I mean, the problem is, though, I don't, it must be the same, because obviously you guys have roast battles, don't you? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, do you find the thing that, obviously, like, like we were saying before with the PC culture and what you can say and what you can't say, when you do a roast battle and someone goes, oh, no, nothing's off limits, it's like, fucking, it's savage. Yeah, it is totally, oh, yeah, shit. it is savage. Yeah, a comedian, when you tell a comedian nothing's off limits, that means literally nothing. It's yeah. off limits. But the good thing is about roast battles as well, because it, it is so directly personal to the opposing person, mm-hmm. it's hard for anyone else to get offended. <laughs> I mean, there's a, a famous comedian over here called Adam Rowe, um, uh-huh. and he did a roast battle. He, he does it on his podcast. It's quite a famous roast battle line. He did it. He uh, battled against a black comedian. And he, I think one of his opening lines was... Um, this will be okay for you because it's not the first time a black person in the UK has been owned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that is like tame. Some of the stuff I've seen is just awful. See, now you couldn't say that in America, like even in a roast battle. Oh no. Yeah. We can get away That's with so it. Fascinating. I roasted an amputee, a girl with one leg. 
Okay. And she I'm was scared. Like, I'm scared. So I'd gig with her before. She was a friend of mine. Like she's absolutely amazing. And I always say, uh, names uh, could the comedian's name's Legless Lauren. She's fantastic. Um, but she said to me, like, do you That's want to brilliant. do a roast battle? And I'm like, um, yeah, maybe. And she went, oh, no, well, there's not many people that really want to roast me. And I'm like, yeah, okay, then I'll do it. And she went, oh, please don't go easy on me. Horrible mistake. Yeah. Because I was fucking savage. I think one of my jokes was, because um, she lost it getting hit by a lorry, which well, my opening joke kind of sets up. But one of the jokes was, Lauren, Lauren's always struggled with a love life uh, until one day she went from being fuck ugly to a fetish overnight. <laughs> that's good though yeah. that's good but she was a really good sport like some of I think the that was clear. was horrible and she was like can I use that in my set and I'm like yeah absolutely when do you think that's going to come up for me again <laughs> <laughs> no that's a good joke that's a legit that's a legit I wouldn't even consider that a roast I consider that a well written joke yeah she said she could have it <laughs> yeah did you charge her uh, no, she was also, she was 96 days sober the day we'd done the roast battle from drugs and alcohol. And she had a massive nose. And one of the other jokes was, um, oh, Lauren's 96 days sober today. Can we get a massive round of applause? And everyone goes wild, gives her a big round of applause. Well done. And I said, to be fair, if I, if I had a nose that big, I'd quit at drugs as well. Must have cost me an arm. And then I pointed at her leg. <laughs> and I don't know why. That isn't even a good joke, but it ripped through the room. I'm like, this might work for me. <laughs> oh amazing they also said she would never make a good comedian because she can't even understand the basic of simple jokes I mean even the chicken knew how to cross the road mm. <laughs> okay okay yeah. so my friends and I we do this underground comics only show Okay. Uh, the last one we did was at my house but um, it's called career and in comedy and I know what's coming already. It's, it's broken up into six rounds. And each round we have judges. And each round you have to, there's a category. And whoever has the most offensive version of a joke in that category wins that round. And then we just go through everybody. And the objective is to be as absolutely disgusting as you can uh, possibly be. The one that we, we tried to do it in a club. We did it in a bar once. No, we did it in a club once and never again. So we started doing them in bars. And this one that went over, it, it was in Kentucky. I don't know if you guys know much about Kentucky. Yep, it's where the fried chicken comes yeah. from. Yeah, that's, that's all you need. <laughs> so the, the round was pick up lines at a KKK rally. And there's this, there's this comedian from Brooklyn named Ron, Ron G. And he's got this thick, just stereotypical uh, Brooklyn accent. And uh, can you guys bleep out words? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> only one word I'm going to bleep out, <laughs> that, it, and it's that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so he comes up, and he says, "Roses are red, violets are blue. How about after this we go kill a or two? <laughs> and the place just erupts for like forty-five <laughs> seconds in sheer laughter. And then the guy oh, after him says, "How do I follow that?" Did he follow it or did he just not bother? No, he followed it, but oh, it didn't wow. matter what he said. There's a place over here um, and it's, and for if, if David Francis, the guy who owns it, if, if you're listening, David, I mean this with all the love in the world, it is the most bizarre place you'll ever go in your life. It's an old English pub on the corner of a road, right? 
From the outside, you think it's shut down and it's abandoned. Until you go inside, none of the lights are on except for an old outside spotlight that he uses to light up a dank kind of half-arse stage, which is directly next to the door that you you have to actually walk on stage to get in the room. <laughs> to go to the toilet. Yeah, yeah. You, have to, you have to go on the stage whilst comedians are on to go to I the toilet. I want to work this room. Right. Mate. This room is what we it's what we call the rite of passage for comedians around here. <laughs> It is a baptism by fire. Yes. The windows, uh, the windows are covered up by old bed sheets. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a t- there's a TV from 1975 in the corner that instead you know, of the, the, with the big down, back, with the big back, the big back yeah. TVs, isn't it? Yeah. It's not yeah. even a flat. It, it's, it's a massive it's the big one. Back. Mm-hmm. What, he, what he did instead of taking it down because it's obviously weighs about two and a half ton, <laughs> he, cut up, he cut up bin liners into streamers and sellotaped them onto it. <laughs> Um, the Halloween and Christmas, the Halloween and Christmas decorations are up all year, but they get turned on in certain times of the year. There's no central heating in there. He has a log fire in the middle of the room, and I'm There's not no beer on pump. A quaint no nice beer on pump. fire. People You're not making this up. No, mate, no, no. legit. And then you go in the toilets. There's a massive, um, big wooden like board, like a big MDF. It's huge. It's like eight foot by four foot board. And it's just got girls' bogs, like, scraped paint all over it. The other one has... <laughs> there was four urinals in there. Two of them are missing. One of them smashed, and the other one's not connected. <laughs> no word of a lie. The first time we went there, I was outside the back in the smoking area having a cigarette, and the owner of the venue come outside and started taking a piss in the drain. And I went, what are you doing? He went, oh, I'm not going to the toilet in there, am I? <laughs> anyway. I asked, him for a cer- I asked him for a certain beer, and he was like, oh, Tesco's just down the road. Go and grab some and come back. Oh, yeah. No, he, someone asked him for an amaretti and coke. That was it. And he went, yeah, I'm just going to go into the salon. And you literally seen him run out the back of the building, round the side and over the road to the um, shop over the road. Yeah. To go and get it. Anyway, we do it. And we realised then that it's a proper no-holds-barred club. They don't want to hear tame shit. No. They don't want to hear things about how your mother-in-law is winding you up. They want to hear that. <laughs> talking, mate, you, when we go, it's what I say to Lee, it's what's called going nuclear. Okay. You have to use all your B-side stuff that you'd never normally use. Absolutely. It's like therapy. It is. It, because it there's only so is. many dead baby jokes you can write before having to perform them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. Every couple of months, just go in, purge your system. <laughs> Come back out and then just crack on with that fucking kids TV show shit you've been doing. <laughs> and yeah, people, people walk through the stage while oh, yeah, you're yeah, performing. Yeah. So, while yeah, you're, you're you're stage, so imagine there's a stage um, and then to the far right, as if you're like looking out, there's uh-huh. the main door. So you go up the two steps onto the stage and then out the door, which is on the stage. <laughs> so there's people coming in, there's people coming in whilst you're on. There's people coming out, they're like going out whilst you're on. Yeah. Like if, if somebody's had a few beers, they're going for a piss every five minutes. Yeah. You can, you can be doing a 10 minute set and you'll see them go, go out three or four times. Yeah, mate, that, that place has killed more comedians than any place I've ever known. There's a night they call the no material night where you go on stage, you have no yes. material and you're given a subject and you have to on the spot come up with a joke, which... That's basically the same concept as ours. Yeah, but not just that... There is a bloke with one eye and a walking stick, a Welsh man, <laughs> right, who abuses you the whole way through. <laughs> so you will try your absolute best with a subject that goes nowhere. 
And then he would just sit there going, oh, is that it? Is it? Oh, wow. I thought this was a comedy night. Like the whole way through. And then you'd be doing really well and he'd be like, all right, it was actually quite a shit joke, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> why isn't this a TV show? Why aren't you, why are you not recording this? <laughs> so true, yeah. Hey, do, you know, do you know something, mate? If you ever come to England, mate, and you meet up with us, we will take you to the Holly Bush. Yeah, and that's let, the let, very first place I'm going. Yeah, and I tell you now, all the proper comedians that are like, are do, not doing well, but they're still on the circuit, everybody loves the bush. That he says yeah. every time, uh, get here for half seven because we start at eight. I have never started in that club earlier than half nine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Remember that time we went and I, I was meant to be on like at the beginning with you and he, he put me on very last. Yeah. Or one from very last. It was like three and a half oh, hours. Yeah, it was like it was like half eleven at night and I <laughs> just wanted to do me ten and get out. But <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to go at that point because it's an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes to get yeah. home and I was like I just want to go home now like you you went on it about you went on it about nine o'clock yeah. I just I just want to go home last time, last <laughs> time I was happen. there I was on stage and an old man um, with a trilby hat walked like, up on stage as if he was going outside but instead of going outside he stopped me during my set and went I'm sorry mate and I went it's alright and he went but I need a joint and I'm like okay <laughs> And then he was like, is that all right? And I went, yeah, it's fine, mate. You're kind of fucking it up here. Takes the microphone off me, turns around to the crowd, and he went, sorry if I've ruined this, but I need a joint. <laughs> no word of a lie, the man must have, he must have been about 76, 78. <laughs> he, was, he was at least a thousand. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. What's the, longest the show? What's the longest show you've ever been a part of? Please. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. You know what? That one, that one, that one. Right, I booked fifteen people for, and I was in IB for at the time on holiday on an all inclusive. I don't know if you get all inclusives where you know in America, but I don't even know what is an all inclusive. Okay, so all inclusive means you get all your you, you drink, alcohol, and all your food free, right? Your holiday club gives you your drinks and alcohol. No, 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 free. no. Like, it, it was a holiday I was on at the time. Not the so, hotel gives you all as one big package. Oh, yeah, okay. So, so when okay. you book the gotcha, holiday, gotcha. you get all your your alcohol in with with it. So right. if you're in the hotel, you get it free. Nice. I dr- I drank quite a lot I, because the kids were doing me head in, and I was trying to sneak beer every now and again. <laughs> and and people because I'd started this night like the month before, people had heard that the first night was really good and it went well. Yeah. So they were like messaging, "Oh, can I get a ten? Can I get a ten? Can I get a 10? And, it just and I'm growing. not lying. I put an advert out, and within. <clears throat> Probably in an hour, I'd had fifty-three people email me, like, yeah. like with with the videos and everything. And <laughs> I, I basically picked out fifteen people whilst I was drunk on that day, booked them <laughs> all for that night, not not knowing how many I'd booked because I'd been drinking. Come back, come back home and seen Lewis. I was like, oh yeah, I've uh, I've got oh, I've got everybody ready for the um the uh, the next night. And he went, how many you got? I got ten. I got ten. Sound right. And we got there and. 10 people turned up as we were waiting for the comedians to come in. 10 turned up and it was like, right, Sam, that's it then. And then the next thing, two more came in. It's like, oh, okay, oh, I think I might have overbooked this, Lewis. And he was like, <laughs> right, right, okay. How much you bo- overbooked it by? I, 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 12, mate, 12, just 12. Next thing, another another one turns up. Okay, th- 13, mate, 13. And then another two comes together. It's like, oh, what I've only not I've telling you is the total out of 15, nine of them, it was like their second gig or their first gig. So they're going up, doing 10 minutes and making everyone feel really awkward. And they all did 10 minutes? Yeah. And they were dying. cut anybody's time down? People, well, we were trying to. We were trying to flash them, but it was like the first or second gig. They didn't know what it meant. 
<laughs> they just thought, oh, he thinks I'm doing brilliant. He's giving me, he's giving me fucking Morse code for your fucking killing it. You're killing, flashing, like, you're flashing. As an MC, I've got to do CPR every time I go back up on stage Mm -hmm. and get the crowd Mm -hmm. back. So by the time 10 acts had been on, I'd lost my voice. (laughs) So by the 12th act, I'm literally just going up on stage. Someone's just died on their arsehole. It's like 11 o'clock at night, and I'm like, here's your next act, enjoy. (laughs) That's it. That was just after 11 o'clock a full-on rave started underneath us yeah. right so yeah, the guy yeah, that come in and was in like, the, oh, basement. Oh, the guy that was there who we'd waited all night watched all the acts he was going to headline and do a 15 for us like the stuff he wanted to do really good comedian i'm like yeah crack on mate he had to shout over a rave the whole time <laughs> Yeah, not the best. That wasn't the best one, was it? Let's be honest. <laughs> my fault. <laughs> uh, I love my hands up. I've learned a lot since then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you gave me the biggest bollocking in my life when I come come out of there with you. Yeah. Ten minutes. <laughs> Your second time. Ten minutes. Yeah, mate. That's quite yeah, common. That, wow. My second uh, was it? No, my third gig. I went and a load of comedians dropped out and it was a it was a decent gig, but it was in the middle of nowhere. And I think what it was, like an hour or two before, people realised I couldn't get to it via public transport. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were supposed to be like seven of us on and I got there and there was four of us. And the promoter was like, do you want to just do however long you feel like doing? I was only supposed to be doing a five, I think. Yeah. And I ended up doing like 15 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah that happens. I've, I've asked people to do that before. Yeah, man. Um, do you want to do random shit questions with us? <laughs> sure. I'd love to. Yeah. yeah, okay, cool. I've got some absolute belters. I'm not, not going to lie, because everybody sent a, a, a hell of a lot in, um, and we only used so much on the, the last episode, um, where it was just me and Lewis going through them. So I've got quite a few to go through. Okay. Uh, and there's some, there's some absolute belters in there. You're, because you're, to be, you're to be honest, uh, Joe, if it's all right with you, because um, I've like, really enjoyed like, having a chat. Like, like you say, I'm, I'm like you. Like If I feel comfortable chatting to someone, I feel like it goes great. So we'll do a few of these. But if you want to come and do another episode with us, because I've got loads more questions for you, mate. Oh, absolutely. I've never – I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> pleasantly. No, we, 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 oh, sorry. We, we, did you think we were going to be fucking awful? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, UK comedians are shit, isn't there? <laughs> no, it was just so it was so easy to talk. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's the that. To be honest, from day one when we first started this, that's how we wanted it. We wanted it to be raw, so it wasn't really edited massively. We wanted it to be like you're down the pub or or the bar with your mates, and it's exactly. banter, it's backwards and forwards. The interview, the interview side of things is just talking about comedy or music or whoever we got on. And then we do a few little bits and bobs, like just messing around, really. Yeah. So, but we 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 both love you to come on again, and and like in, in the near future, like in the next couple of weeks, and do Fuck yeah more more with us because it, it you know it's nice having an American on board, isn't it? <laughs> it makes us seem all exotic. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. We're we're broadening our market. <laughs> so, so have you got some questions ready, Lee? Oh yeah, I can I can crack them on. There I've we go. Right. Well, I've got them up. I'm ready to. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, Joe, Lee said you had some as well. Yeah, but I forgot them. 
Okay, cool. <laughs> so, oh, I remember one. Okay, but I feel like it's I feel like it's not going to compare to the ones that you guys have. So, to be honest, our random questions come in from listeners. Okay. So, and what I put on my my problem is because I put them on my social media. A lot of people that follow me and people that know me are fucking mental. So the questions yeah, so, I get are really weird. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go with my, my first one is from from one of my best mates. Um, he's asked me this this before, and I've not done it to be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> John Willow said, "Do you think Chewbacca has a human dick or a red rocket thing like dogs have?" Red rocket, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, it's be. yeah, yeah, that's a no brainer. Yeah, really? you, yeah. You otherwise, you'd see it, wouldn't you? Lewis, have you got any? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Danny Mark, uh, who's another comedian, yep. fantastic comedian. Oh, that's a point. He's got a podcast coming out, but I can't remember what it's called, so I'll edit that out, actually. Um, would you rather have a foot full of fingers or a handful of toes? Ah, shit. <laughs> a foot full of fingers all day long. <laughs> what? Because, because, imagine the power you could get behind them things. If you wanted to punch someone in the face, right, imagine a kick with a punch on the end of it. <laughs> Shit, you're not. That that that's like some sort of Mike Tyson shit. It really is. Everybody, everybody would be hard as fuck if they had that. Wow. So what are you going for, Joe? These are good. Oh yeah, definitely same thing. Just so I could climb. Can you imagine what you could climb? Oh yeah. Oh shit, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I want that now. <laughs> I don't think it's a thing, bro. I don't... <laughs> you guys don't have that over there? It's one of the side effects from COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're allowed to come oh, out of quarantine soon because everyone's up in the trees. Climb <laughs> 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 trees and build it. <laughs> right, I got, I got one from uh, Pippa Hastings, who is a stand-up comedian and also, she does improv as well. She's meant to be really good at improv. I've never seen her do improv, but I've seen her do a, a stand-up set, and she's funny as. Um, she said, there's, there's two questions here, because she found out that we've got an American comedian on. Um, what's your favourite smell is the first question. Uh, smell? Oh, no, actually, tell the light. It's what's your least favourite. Sorry, I, I miss... Uh, oh, least favourite. Salad Yeah, cream. least favourite smell. Salad cream. Salad cream? Yeah. What, over shit? Yeah. You'd rather, like, not... uh, What, you'd rather sniff shit than salad cream? (laughs) Joe, do you know what salad cream is? Uh, Joe, do you know what salad cream is? Sour cream? Salad. Salad Salad cream? Yeah. I assume ejaculate. (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? That's bean juice. Oh, that's right. (laughs) No, uh, salad cream's this horrible sauce you put on salads, and it smells... <laughs> what an original name. Horrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Says, says, the, says, the, <laughs> says the country that named things like sidewalk, a trash can. Like... <laughs> it is a sidewalk. What do you call it? Exactly, and that's fucking salad cream. <laughs> we, we, we call it... <laughs> oh, you we got it. me. <laughs> we, we call it pavement. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pavement. Pavement. Yeah. But that's what yeah. the cars drive on here. No, that's the road. Really? No, it's the pavement. The road's the oh, street. And the pavement yeah. is the highway. Imagine oh. if you said, oh, yeah, I, uh, I, I drove over the pavement. It would be like, shit, did you hit anyone? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Have you got any more, Louis? So, I, actually, I've got the second part of Pippa's actually. Hang on, we didn't ask Joe what, what his least favourite smell was. Oh, favourite smell. Least uh, favourite. Pot roast. Pot roast. Pot I roast. don't know what a pot roast is. Pot roast? Uh, yeah, I'm guessing, it, is it like meat and vegetables all in a pot? Exactly. Yeah? Precisely. Oh, it's a hot pot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lancashire hot pot. Yeah. Us. Probably, yeah. probably. That sounds right. And then the it's second sick. part of the question it's is... Sick every time. <laughs> oh, what's your biggest Audi little purchase, Lewis? Uh, regret. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is equivalent to Target or Costco <laughs> in America. So, what is your? <laughs> she said. She said, "What is your biggest uh, regret? Purchase regret from from them shops, basically." Uh, I don't know. Um, I think I bought a welder. What, from, you bought a welder from what Audi? Yeah, yeah, I bought a welder from Audi. Oh, uh, Joe, Joe, do you know mate. what Audi and Little are? What? What? No, they're like budget supermarkets where. Okay, so we have Aldi here, and that's what it is. Yeah, but in ours, you get like normal aisles of food and stuff like that, and then you have like a whole aisle of random shit like dog beds, power tools, scuba diving suits. <laughs> um, oh, it is like Target. Yeah, yeah like God, like, right? It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the weird? Well, I suppose what the weirdest purchase? I think she means from Target or Aldi. Mm. Nothing. I don't. I don't purchase weird things. Fair enough. Well, Pippi, you fucked that question. Yeah. Sorry. No. I got. <laughs> I really got nothing. All the weird stuff I purchase, I purchase online. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Right. But we'll do they have on. do they have giant black dongs there? <laughs> no. Is that what you're purchasing online? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they do at uh, Audi. They might do at Lidl. Lidl's a little bit lower class. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> they might have at where? Lidl. Lidl. Wow. Lidl's a little bit lower class than Audi. It's like Audi owns Lidl, but but like Audi won't allow Lidl to get any better than Audi because <laughs> Audi owns Lidl. They oh. have to stay below. I'm sure this is making loads of sense for Joe. Have you got another question? Yeah, I'm moving on. Oh, it's it's right. is. Uh, sadly, sadly is. Uh, comedian Danny O'Gorman yep. says, would you rather drink lemonade for the rest of your life or bathe in it? For I saw that life? one. Drink it. Do you have to bathe in it for the rest of your life? Yeah. Or just one time? I think it's for the rest of your life, I think. Drink it. Um, yeah, drink it. I I'd, I'd go drink it, to be honest. You'd be sticky all the time. So be no problem. Lewis, have you got any? Lewis, have you got any more? Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. So I've got two questions off uh, Luke Anthony McDonnell. Oh, here we go. So <laughs> this, this man's just... <laughs> you can tell he's a stoner by his questions. So he, he asked, um, would you go back and kill baby Hitler? Mm -hmm. Was that that question? Just, yeah, yeah, that's it. Would you go back and kill baby Hitler? Uh, I guess I guess if I knew what he'd done then I, I guess I may have to take one for the team I don't know I mean does that is, is, I don't know I don't know what, what does that make yeah 
I'd go back. I'd go back and do that. I'd get it out of the way. Yeah. Because, yeah, to be honest, I'd save a lot of lives if I did that. I'd be classed as a fucking hero. But if, but if you can go back, why don't you just go back and give him a better life? Yeah. Well, that's true. Maybe introduce that's him true. to a nice old Jewish lady when he's a child. Yeah. Or encourage him with his painting. Yeah. Don't, yeah. yeah. And also, Lee. You have to kill him. Yeah. Also, Lee, no one's going to celebrate you as a hero because if you kill baby Hitler, no one would know what Hitler he's done. You'd just be that you would go down the history books as you remember that time traveler who drop kicked a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought of that. This is another good one from him. Um, again, very much a stoner. Um, (laughs) would you rather technology or human rights go back a hundred years if you had to choose one? Oh, both of those would be so fun. (laughs) (laughs) Human rights would be fun. Hundred years ago, uh, go back to women speak when spoken to. <laughs> My vote doesn't count here anyway, so get rid of it. Ah <laughs> uh, oh man, human rights. I'd be entertained with human rights. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm going strictly from an entertainment value. So yeah, you, you, so basically, what you're saying is you will strip women of the vote to keep your iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> When you put it that way, yes. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) To be honest, honest, Lewis, you've just sold it to me as well. I'm going that as well. (laughs) Because this wouldn't be happening. If we did that, if we didn't do that, this wouldn't be happening now. So You could do it going back 100 years, Lee, so your missus stopped kicking the fuck out of you. True, true. You got another one, Lee? Yeah, I've got loads, mate, yeah. Uh, So this one's a little bit more um, less jokey, but it's a good question. Uh, It's a brilliant question, actually. Uh, Matt Hollins says, how does where you grew up and or where you live live now influence your comedy? Ooh. Okay. Um, now, I think that's a great question. It is. Um, I don't know. I, I'd say I, I think it influences it more now where I live now because I'm quite isolated where I am now. Yeah, you are, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe the, I don't know. Yeah, that was that was a hard one for me. That's a great question. Mm. It it for me completely. It completely influences everything because uh, for some reason, I live in the Midwest, and that's called the Bible Belt here. Okay. So everybody's like big evangelical Christians, and so everything I want to say, I can't say locally. I always have oh. to go out to the coast. Wow. So it, it influences my entire routine. Wow. I've got a whole bit that would die there then. Yeah, it definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bit you that are. starts off when I was four years old. My mum signed me up to a cult. <laughs> and then I basically go into seven minutes of why the Catholic, sc- Catholic schools are mental. <laughs> yeah, what are you Um, So you've got another one, Leo. Do you want me to go? I got my, this I've, got, I've got one. loads, mate. Okay, I've got, got loads. Um, Go on, you do yours then, and then I'll, I'll, I'll run off mine. Would you rather wear a dress made of curtains or have curtains made of dresses? Wow, that was... <laughs> That's from Alex Green. Oh, Alex Green, amazing. Like the biggest NFL fan you'll ever find he is. Amazing. Yeah, it's... Um... Is he brilliant? And he's, he's slightly looking like Joe Exotic at the minute as well with that moustache. Quarantine's getting to him a bit because that's the, way, the fucking most redundant question I've ever heard. I'd rather have curtains made of dresses, but... <laughs> it's the same material. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's literally the same material. Because yeah. not only then are you got people going, mate, why are you wearing a dress? It's also, <laughs> mate, why are you wearing a poorly constructed dress? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you guys would go for, but... <laughs> I'm going to go for dress uh, curtains. Curtains. You would wear a yeah, dress gr- of curtains. <laughs> would rather no, wear no, a dress no, 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 no. I, I mean, I'm, I'm game. I'll wear, wear whatever, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'd go. I'd go for my curtains made of dresses. I think. Credos. I think yeah, so. curtains. Yeah, cool. Go on then, Lee. Right. Okay, mine's going to take a, probably a turn for the worst later on, probably. But we'll uh, we'll see. We'll right. Three minutes left of the recording. Is that all? Yes. Well, I might have to stop then. Um, if you were a Microsoft Office program, which one would you be? That's from my cousin Gemma Thompson. Excel. No, no. Because I, I didn't hear the question. Sorry. Fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> what would you go, Joe? Uh, you cut out. I didn't hear the question. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, oh, that was right. A, the question. The question, question if you were a Microsoft Office program, oh, which one gotcha. would you be? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tough question. That, that's word. the reason. That, word. <laughs> word. <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why these are called random shit questions. <laughs> right. Mark Kirk says, would you prefer to breathe underwater or stand on the sun? Breathe underwater? <laughs> what? Every time? <laughs> would you prefer to live or die? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the difference, Lee. It'd be quite fun to be able to breathe underwater. You'd have fuck all to do if you stood on the sun. <laughs> well, that's that one. That's that one answered then. Here's the uh, thing. Kane Smith says... Hang on. Here's the thing, mate. You can prove to people that you can breathe underwater. No one's going to believe you if you've stood on the sun. <laughs> that's true. That's... <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, Kane Smith says... Wonder what happens to your fart underwater if you pop the bubble. <laughs> I don't know where that's going to go. Or a philosophical observation. I think it's an observation. I mean, it's a great observation, though. No, that's like a philosophical. It's like one of them. If a tree falls in the water, yeah, I'm there to hear it. You can't answer yeah. that. I don't think no, you can no... pop a fart underwater. I mean, I don't know. It's a bubble. Yeah, but surely it just separate into two separate bubbles. Hmm. Possibly. Because the air's still got this to escape one way, hasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> Next one. Uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel Fergood says, why do they not wear knight's armour in Walking Dead for zombies? Oh, good shout. <laughs> I thought this would be all over... You'd be all over this one because, you know, you... Uh, you're, you're into your zombies and stuff, uh, Because how fucking noisy would it be? It would <laughs> more attention, and they'd rip it off you. That was quick. Yeah. Oh, mate, he, he's, been, he's been, like, practising all this zombie stuff for, for months, mate, honestly. Fucking ready for it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about you, Joe? What would you I don't know. <laughs> I was hoping you, you wouldn't ask me that one. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'd say it's too noisy. <laughs> That makes the most sense. Yeah, mate. It's I'm still thinking about the fart. <laughs> I'm gonna be up all night with that. Yeah, we know what you're gonna do. You can go swimming tomorrow. 
what are you doing the first day out of lockdown? I'm going to the beach. What for? You'll see. <laughs> I'm going to go catch me a fart. <laughs> are we there? Yeah, we're about to time out though, mate. Hello? Oh. Right, yeah. I'll, I'll stop it and we'll do the last bit on the next one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the next one's from Cara Jays. Yeah. It's, why when you see a picture of Morgan Freeman with a quote underneath it, do you instantly read the quote in his voice? <laughs> That's a, good a That's a fact. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that one. Uh, okay. No, because uh, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like, if I ever see a, a man walking through a park on his own, I do that Morgan Freeman thing. <laughs> really? Andy Dufresne was a tall drinker. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Dufresne was a nice boy. <laughs> but he's always like a sad, lonely guy. If I see him walking around on his own, Andy Dufresne. <laughs> it's take a thousand years for him to get out of this park <laughs> I suppose time was all he had yeah I do that all the time <laughs> do you really? that's mm. why my fucking Morgan Freeman voice is on point <laughs> it is it is <laughs> uh, right Paul Thomas asks what's the best TV remote control you've ever had the pleasure of using? When you say pleasure, what do you mean? Uh, the best TV control you've ever used, I presume. Yeah, the best Where? TV controller. No, no, what, what's the best TV controller you've ever used? Inside of you? <laughs> I think... No, 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 no I, think, I think just, just for t- using, like, on the TV. Oh, just in general. I just yeah. love the way you asked that, Joe. Like, that was sort of a British thing that you didn't know about. Like, <laughs> inside of you? <laughs> I don't know if it's like, what is it, turning up the kettle or whatever it is? <laughs> Race the kettle. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we should introduce it to America. I think you should. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll use it on stage. First, first show. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> oh, uh, I've got another one. Uh, Cara Jays asks again, mm-hmm. how did SpongeBob get that pineapple under the sea? And why hasn't it rotted after all these years? <laughs> that's that's quality um joe that's you mystery. got an answer for that one <laughs> now people have been asking that for years um to be honest i think it might be to do with the fact that it's a fictional animation <laughs> um yeah really <laughs> it lockdown's might. killing people in it lockdown is absolutely destroying people's minds yeah it's kind of also like why would a starfish be best friends with a sponge <laughs> true yeah true a squid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what okay, kind so of a bullshit commute is it for a squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, there's a squirrel, isn't there? Yeah. Can imagine <laughs> that, that, that job offer. Oh, it's a really good job, Sandy. Where is it? <laughs> Under the sea. Oh, well, I'll have to think about it. Oh, why is that? Because I'm a fucking squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've got, I've got four more left. Okay, so Mick Dolman asks... In libraries, do they put the Bible in the fiction or non-fiction section? Uh, I'll let Joe answer this first. <laughs> let Lewis answer this one. No, come on, you're in the Bible belt, brother. <laughs> Coming from the Midwest, uh, <laughs> I would, I would say, I would, I would say the non-fiction. Yeah, 
I don't. <laughs> yeah, if if you go, if you like, if you're going to be honest and you're going to be factual, gun to your head, you'd put it in the fiction section. Hundred okay. percent. You're cutting out. Okay. I can't hear you. Can you hear us now? Yes. Yeah. Perfectly clear now. Oh, sorry. Is the yeah. wait, is the question done? Uh, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, I can hear you. So, Rosh CHF <laughs> uh, on Facebook asks, Hang "What's on. the best Wi-Fi name you've ever seen?" <laughs> um, my neighbors is "Stay Off My Land." I think that's pretty funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good. I like it. Um, I don't know about the be- uh, oh, tickle my hotspot. <laughs> was nice. that was my old my old best mate had tickle my hotspot and his password was you dirty bastard uh, <laughs> okay john willows asks why do we chop trees down to then chop it up these are deep chop yeah. trees down to then chop them up to be, to be honest with you joe these are the ones that were like left over from like i've not i've not done Hang them on, yet. was he the same guy that asked us why we cut down birds houses to make birds houses? No, no it wasn't it wasn't no that was ross <laughs> I know what you're on about. Yeah. Um, well, it's common sense. pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. I suppose because it's easier to chop them down when they're lying down. I don't know. True, true, true. <laughs> it's really so, hard. Like, this, this was a good idea for a segment, Lee, until it comes to actually doing it, and then you're just expecting everyone to be instantly funny on the spot. <laughs> but these questions are so serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we have no idea because Lee, it tends to be, I put them up on my page, Lee puts them up on his page, and then we have no idea. That's fun. What we're getting asked. So, it, it, yeah, it's a bit in-depth. Right, this last, this last one is an absolute belter, and I mean a belter, but only Lewis is going to get it because we only have this chain of pub over here. Um, so you won't understand it, but... Trust me, it is an absolute belter. Hang so on, Lewis, no, because no, I think I know what it is. Joe, what's like the weirdest, roughest bar you've got over there? Like where all the a chain? Oh, it's a chain. It's a chain of bars. Yeah, like yeah, a chain apple. of bars. Like yeah. Where all the alcoholics and like low lives go, like an Applebee's or uh, the Rock. My cousin murdered a guy there. Awesome. Gonna come back for that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Lee, ask the question, and then I've got some questions now as well. <laughs> So, so Lewis, yeah, yeah. Lewis McClafferty asks, "Why the fuck are the toilets two bus stops away in every Weatherspoons ever made, wherever in the country you're in?" Um, mate, that 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 question is the greatest question because I'm not going to lie to you. The beer's that cheap, yeah. It, I mean, it's cheap. You're gonna you're gonna get through. I reckon between five and ten pints easily on a night out in there. And you're going to need to break break the leak, break a leak, aren't you? Uh, in that time, you're going to need to go for a pee. Um, but you also need oxygen because it's so far away. I know why. Because if you end up walking two miles to the toilet and back, by the time you get back, you're absolutely parched and dehydrated and need another drink. Oh, that's clever. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. It's, it's not... They're so far away, the toilets. I, can Joe, I, can't, I can't even tell you how far away these toilets are from the bar. Like literally, you you could leave there and go to the nearest supermarket and back. Yeah, for a pee. That's like, how far you could. They you are could away. go to the toilet at closing time and get back for when it opens again. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like a, a trip to Narnia. Yeah, and back. 
Right, is that all your questions, then, Lee? That's all my questions, yeah. Okay, cool. I've got one more question. That was fun. Uh, one more question. Joe, tell us about your cousin. Tell us what happened. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great story. I'll make it quick. Okay. So uh, he's, in a, he's in a fight. It's called The Rock. It's, you need two forms of ID because they don't trust anybody that goes in there. Okay. He gets into a fight with this guy who's the son of a cop. And so they go into the bathroom alone, and only my cousin comes out. No witnesses, so he says it's self-defense. He gets 10 years. Uh, and while he's in jail, he has to join uh, the white supremacists or else he dies. So he comes out with a big swastika tattoo on his back. Uh, you know what? The problem is, I know you wanted to keep it short, but all you've done is your short answers raised so many more questions. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing well today. It, it started with self-defense and ended in white supremacy. That's mad. Another true story. Wow. Oh, I bet you're... Okay. I need to uh, get... Is, is, a lot, is, is your material online and stuff like that? Some of it. Some of it is. Okay. So for anyone listening, um, check them out. Joe, have you got anything to plug? I know, obviously, pr- probably, I mean, you plug gigs. There might be a couple of Americans listening, but <laughs> um, yeah, anything anything online, social media, stuff like that. Uh, just uh, my page right now, it's called Arcade Comedy. I'm working it out. I really, really want a bunch of feedback because I'm honestly making it up as I go. Okay. So the cruel feedback, anything that makes it better. So if anybody wants to go look at it, Joe D's Arcade Comedy and give me your honest truth about it. Awesome. Um, I shall edit all this after, but mate, thanks for coming on. That was absolutely incredible. Yeah, I, I had the time of my life. I definitely want you back. More, I want to, you or your cousin, either one. <laughs> I think he's dead. I haven't talked to him in like four years. You think he's dead? <laughs> wow. To but be I'll honest, look him up. I'll see if he's around. I'm not going to lie to you. It, accidental death for that guy is going to be really easy. Could you imagine like on a hot summer's day, just like, oh, I think I might take my top off and then you get lynched. That'd be amazing. They just you're just gonna struggle to do anything. Your mate was like, Oh, do you wanna do you wanna go down to the lake and have a swim? Yeah, can do. And then like loads of people turn up and he's like, Oh well that's it, I'm fucked then. He said he had to or they would kill him. I should oh, hope man. I would love to see. Is it like a full back SWAT sticker? Yeah, it's like uh it's like Edward Norton in American wow. History X. Love to see the cover up he got on it. <laughs> just like what's your tattoo? Oh, it's a black hole. What the whole thing, yeah. My whole back, yeah. Really into space. You've got to put that back in. Yeah. I mean, what is what cover-up could you get? What's that on your back? Giant blackberry. Love fruit. So I just, I can't help it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, yep. man, yeah, Joe, thank you so much, mate. I'll stay in touch for sure. Yeah, definitely. And we'll definitely have you back on if you'll come back on. Love it. Love it. Amazing. Cheers, mate. Yep, take it easy.